Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Game of Love podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Smith. I am frequently asked by people every time I'm out and about, what are my secrets to dating and finding love? I'm asked this if I'm just sitting at a bar, having a drink with some friends, Uber drivers, everyone asks me these questions. So today in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you my four powerful secrets to finding love. Now, let me warn you, you're probably not going to like all of my secrets. And those are the secrets that you need to work on, that you need to implement if you are going to find love. Now, you have been doing your thing and you have great intentions. And where I come in is offer you a different perspective and show you where work needs to be done. I mean, the the definition of insanity is doing something over and over again. And you come to this podcast looking for tips, tricks, and to evolve so you can find love. So one of the reasons why you haven't found love is due to unhealed parts of yourself that needs to be tended to before love can come in. Now, one of my new friends, Aaron Abke, says, the law of attraction works like this. You don't attract what you want. You attract what you are. If you are not healed from trauma, from a breakup, from childhood difficulties, love won't come in. People will come in that match your vibe. And for many of us, that's not what we're looking for. So if you're feeling repelled by one of these secrets, this is an opportunity to push forward and spiritually evolve so you can heal, raise your vibration, attract healthy, healed, amazing people and have that relationship you're looking for that you've always dreamt about. So without any further ado, let's hop into my first secret. I'm gonna start with a little story. Several years ago, I was leading one of my transformational yoga retreats in Costa Rica, and I was just doing my normal thing and being who I am. And there was one of my clients that didn't know me going into the yoga retreat and she was pretty skeptical. (laughs) So she was always kind of looking at me like, who are you? What's going on here? And uh, she didn't say much, but she always participated and uh, showed up and did the work and she was quite lovely. And one day, one of the other attendees, who's this beautiful New Zealand woman, she stands up in front of everyone and she is talking about how in love she is. And all of us just sat back and just marveled at her and we're like, oh, this is so sweet. We love love. This is wonderful. And after that, we had some quiet time and we were all journaling and this woman that I, I spoke of a few moments ago, she looked at me. It's really like the only time she talked to me. She says, you must be in love because you're beaming. You just, wow, you're just radiating love. Now, I 
laughed and thanked her and I said, uh, wow, I, I take that as a huge compliment because I am not in a relationship. I am not uh, with anyone, but I am in love with my life. And all of my retreat attendees were like, oh, wow. I'm like, really? Uh, there, there were no irons in the fire at this point. I was just living my happiest single life. Which brings me to my first secret. You must be in love with yourself and in love with your life. Now, in our society, it's ingrained in a lot of us that being in a partnership, having that person is one of the most, if not the most important thing that we must have an experience in this life. I will push back on that and say that is not true. The most important relationship that you need to have in this lifetime is the one with yourself. Now, people will come back at me and say, well, what about, you know, what about God and a higher power? That's the most important relationship. And I'm like, "Uh, uh, uh, uh. if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, if your mental health is lacking, if you are suffering with um, depression and anxiety, it is very difficult to have a good relationship with a higher power or you know whatever you believe in and subscribe to. So it's so important for you to be good with you first because your relationship with the creator, your relationship with your parents, your relationship with your coworkers, your relationship with a romantic partner is based on the foundation of you and the relationship with yourself. When you are not in alignment with yourself, if you are unhealed, unhappy, unhealthy, and you are looking externally for someone to make you happy. I can't express this enough. That is just the wrong way of going about things. Your happiness is your responsibility. And let me tell you, uh, when you are seeking happiness and love outside of yourself, that energy that you're putting out there, that desperation, that neediness, I got to be real with you. You know, I keep it real with you. That is very unattractive. Yeah, I, I think about it. If you saw somebody who was desperate and needy, like you, Ooh, I don't want that. So you have to make sure that you hold the mirror up to yourself and take a good look at yourself. Because listen, you deserve love. You deserve happiness. You deserve to have the relationship that you're dreaming of. And what that costs is your work, your commitment to heal, to grow, to evolve, to shift your vibration, to raise it up so you attract great people in your life. I did an Instagram post recently that talked about you need to plan to live alone. 
and I got so uh, so many messages and comments from people that were blown away by that. And I had one person that um, I ended up doing a Zoom meeting with, and she's like, Jessica, I I was sobbing when I read that because it was so it was like a tough pill to swallow, but I needed it. I needed to hear that if I stopped daydreaming about finding this person or planning to have um, a, a person in my life that I was going to marry and, and grow with, that created so much angst and anxiety. And um, the Buddhists call it dukkha. And it is this wanting and craving in us that really can be all-encompassing and really screw with us. So when we quiet that dukkha, that needy, that I want, I can't wait to have, I'm dreaming about this, this uh, uh, uh. When we quiet that and replace it with, okay, this is my life. I'm going to plan that I will be alone for the rest of it. How can I make it amazing? What can I do to make this life beautiful, fun, exciting, fulfilling, full of love, without romantic love? That's what I did. That's what I did in my life. You guys, I used to be so needy, so codependent. Uh, I was a hot mess, let me tell you guys. It took my dedication to my personal growth. I mean, I was hell-bent on healing myself so I was not looking at every guy like, are you my man? Are you my man? Are you my man? No. Do the work so you can feel calm and peaceful and alive and excited about life without a romantic partner. In doing all that, that's what that woman on my yoga retreat saw. That's what she commented on. I, I wasn't in love, like I said. I didn't have a person in my life. But what I did have was my life. I had created a life that I was excited. And I'm still excited. I, I wake up. I always say I wake up like Cinderella. I'm like singing with the birds and uh, rejoicing. <laughs> I created this life. I planned to be alone and I fill my life with amazing friends, spending time with my family, with my profession that you, you guys, you guys feel this. I love what I do. I love it. I, I travel. I eat great food. I do great things. I fill my life with pleasure and excitement and love that does not include a romantic partner. And that is my first secret to finding love. If you need any additional help with this, you know you can always reach out to me. You can go to my website and send me an email. Best thing to do is go to my social media, jessicasmith.love on Instagram. You can DM me and we can discuss working together. Another avenue you have to learn more about this is pick up my book, 21 Days to Feeling Gorgeous. 
it doesn't matter if you're a man or woman. I know this book is written for women, but I've had a lot of men that have bought this book and uh, have had amazing breakthroughs and insights. So regardless of your gender, pick up my book. And a specific chapter that I encourage you to read is chapter 15. And I talk about the relationship with yourself and how important it is. So pick up a copy of that and enjoy. I had an assistant that worked for me at one point in my career, and she was very different from me. She was this laid back, hippy dippy chick that uh, she just was all peace, love, and happiness. And we were talking about love and relationships because, you know, that's what I do, and that's what I talk to my, uh, my assistant about. And we were talking about falling in love and the uh, appropriate time in which you tell somebody that you love them. Well, she says, hey, I, I will fall in love on the second date. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought she was crazy, you guys. I was like, in, I didn't say this to her, but in my head, I'm like, girl, that's, you're weird. Like, no. <laughs> like that. That is some like, like I said, some hippie stuff, okay? But one of my great qualities is that I am very introspective. And what she said surprised me and like made me go, uh, and I felt weird towards it. And then I questioned myself. Why did I not agree with her? Why did I think that was weird? And I thought back to the people I've had in my life, the men I've had in my life that I've dated. And I got really real with myself. I'm like, okay, let's picture it. The second date, go back, go back and think about the second date you went on with some guys. How did you feel? And I realized that there was times I didn't fall in love. I felt emotion. I felt, I felt things for them. And I think we do that a lot and we start to poo poo it. So she planted the seed in me and I started on what I called that year was Jessica's world tour. I was everywhere and um, I started in Iceland and then I came back to Denver for a week and then I went off to Jamaica. So I was headed off to Jamaica when she had planted the seed and I'm in Jamaica. I'm the guest yoga instructor at a resort down there so much fun. Um, I thank them for hosting me. They always are so good to me. I get to go to these resorts and teach yoga. And uh, then the rest of the time I get to just be like every other person on vacation and hang out and eat and swim and sleep and all that good stuff. So she had planted the seat, right? I just finished teaching a yoga class and I'm walking back to my room and there is this good looking man sitting right next to my room. He was, he had the room right next to my room and he starts hollering at me and in a good way, he's like, Ooh, Hey girl, how are you doing? And it was, there was this hip hop music festival happening in, uh, in Jamaica. So there was all these rappers that were staying at my hotel. Like I, it, I could tell you story after story. It was like, it was like MTV <laughs> there. It was quite 
amusing given that I'm teaching yoga and then I go sit at the pool and it's like, it's like a music video happening around me. So this dude that hollers at me, I, I knew right away that he was an artist and I said hi to him. We were courteous. We had a nice look change. He was, he was very kind. And I, <laughs> I had left my room and I had done a few things and I came back and we had another brief exchange. Again, he was making his interests known, but he was being respectful about it. Well, at this point, the sun is going down. And all of a sudden, I just had this feeling like, I want to watch the sunset with this guy. Now, I wasn't feeling like, I want to do this guy. Like, I wasn't feeling like that. I had this, just this almost like spiritual tugging at me to do this. So I walk in my room. I had had a bottle of Jamaican rum sitting there and I grabbed that and a couple glasses and um, I came back out of my room and I turned the corner and I said, do you want to watch the sunset? And his face, like his mouth just fell open and he was like, uh, yeah. So I sit down at, um, on his patio and pour some rum and we just sat there and talked and it wasn't any conversation. It was a conversation that I really hadn't experienced before because it was one that was so pure and innocent in a situation that wasn't pure and innocent. He was one of the artists there. And I mean, notoriously, you know, rappers are known for, <laughs> you know, they're, they're womanizing and they're, they're chasing of women. But him and I sat there and we talked about life and ex- our experiences. And we're drinking this rum and the sun is setting right in front of us. And we were quiet and I could feel this buzzing in me. And it was this, this vibrating of like, this is life. This is spirit. And at the same time, him and I looked at each other and we just stared at each other. And after a few moments, he was like, I've never felt like this ever. And he wasn't talking about me. He wasn't talking about his feelings towards me. He was talking about that, that buzzing, the situation that we had created by being together. We put aside the the blonde yoga teacher and the rapper, and it was just two human beings sitting together, just being together, seeing each other. We had a lovely conversation and he invited me to go to a show. He's like, you're going to be, you can either be like right off the stage or backstage. I will have my people take care of you. Like, let's keep this going. But I knew that our relationship had run its course. Like I, I just felt like that moment in time was all we needed. It was just this beautiful, beautiful moment that I will never forget. And I know he will never forget it either. And I gracefully declined and thanked him, you know, for the invitation. It was very kind of him. And he, he gracefully, uh, you know, <laughs> accepted my decline and he said, I want to take a picture of us. So he took a selfie and he hugged me and he's like, I will never forget you. 
And I said, I will never forget you either. And I walked away and he went to his show. I ordered room service and enjoyed my evening alone. So going back to what my assistant said about finding love on the second date and just that, that concept and idea, the fact was this man and I didn't fall in love in, in this time that we spent together, but love did exist. The universal love was there. And that is something that when we put aside our, our need to, to have a relationship and go further and have more and, and I want, I want, I want, that diminishes those moments. Because I didn't go to the show with him and because we didn't hook up and because, you know, we had this like wild romance, it let us preserve this moment in time that was so beautiful. Which brings me to my third secret. Take love in small doses. That's Jamaican rum sunset situation. That was a small dose of love. We can experience small doses of love in many different forms. And in fact, I did a whole episode on small doses of love a couple months ago. So I am not going to dive too much into this since um, I gave you guys a whole bunch of information before. You can go back and listen to that episode. It's a good one. But small doses of love are so important because they will fill us up and satiate us. In these moments that we are single and alone and, and, and take the edge off, so to speak. Now, I get that in our quest for love, we are looking for that one person that is going to check all of those boxes and be everything to us. I get it. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And in the meantime, take these small doses of love. It's like, think of yourself as an empty mason jar, okay? And that mason jar just desperately wants to be filled up or even just desires to be filled up. You can take these small doses like the, the rum and the sunset with that guy. That's a little dose of love, Okay having an amazing dinner with a friend that you guys can't stop talking. And it's just like this, oh, and this and this. And there's there's so many like aha moments and so much tenderness and connection. That's another small dose of love. You go out and have an amazing dinner and it's so satisfying. Small dose of love. You have an amazing yoga session. Small dose of love. And all of those doses accumulate and start to fill you up. So when these opportunities come into your life, again, these, these doses of love do not have to be in a romantic sense. These can be anything that brings you joy and pleasure and love. Take those in and really let them soak in to your heart, your soul, and your psyche. And that 
will increase your love bank. And it will also make it so you are more content and fulfilled. So when that person does come in that does check all the boxes and that is healed and and ready for you, ready for love, then you are attractive because you are already full. You are already content with your life. So your energy is attractive. Now, my fourth powerful secret in finding love is that everyone, everyone comes into your life for a reason. Sometimes it's for a moment. Sometimes it's for a season. And sometimes it's for a lifetime. Everybody that shows up in our life is here to teach us something. And it's so important for us to have an attitude of curiosity and welcoming when people walk into our lives, no matter what form they're in. If they're some hot fuck boy or if they're some um, good Catholic girl or uh, old lady down the road, whoever it is, it doesn't matter. What they bring to you, that is something that is for you to evolve, to learn from, to grow with. So romantically speaking, when people are coming into your life, again, good or bad, they bring an opportunity to learn. So I invite you to ask yourself every time you meet someone, in the back of your mind, say, hmm, what are you here to teach me? Now, these lessons, they can be beautiful ones. I, I remember one time I dated this guy and he was a gentleman. And I was like, wow, I, I haven't opened a door. This is amazing. And so in that moment, I'm like, okay, uh, like one of my must-haves in my man list is he must be a gentleman. So this guy years ago, him being a gentleman taught me the importance of needing that in my life. Now, sometimes we start dating someone and it's terrible. Maybe they're a cheater. Maybe they're, um, negligent. Maybe, you know, I could go on and on with the list of terrible traits. And those are lessons as well. That's when you're like, ah, you know what? I just learned that I'm not in the future gonna date somebody that possesses this trait. So know that when you ask that question, have an open mind and an open heart, okay? Give people the space to be themselves and let them show you who they are. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we're dating, right? To have a relationship so we can be with someone, so we can see them, learn from them, grow with them, marvel at them, right? Respect them, honor them, celebrate them, all those good things, right? Give them the space to show you. Know that they're teaching you. I've said this before on other episodes, and I'm going to say it again, that the ancient yoga texts say that your romantic partner is your guru because they see 
what you don't see. They shine a light on your darkness. They help you grow in an unconditional, beautiful way that you feel safe to heal, to flourish, to to blossom. Now, when it comes to uh, the people that come into our life for a moment or a season. So when I say a moment, maybe you are just in a grocery store. Maybe you're over at Whole Foods and you walk by somebody and you make eye contact and it's powerful. You're like, oh my God, you feel this like, and maybe you get butterflies and wow. And maybe you have this just very simple exchange. Maybe you just say hello and you just feel the energy between you and this person. And you're like, ah, okay. Small dose of love, right? (laughs) Allowing yourself to feel that, as my assistant said, the love on a second date, you get to feel that love and, and then let it go. And same with somebody who comes into your life for a season. So season is just for a period of time. And most relationships, I'm going to be real, most relationships have an expiration date. They just do. Because we're all changing and evolving. I do not subscribe to that old adage of people never change. No, no, no. People change a lot. And I think we need to change the language around that and really just stop saying it. People do change. That's what we are put on this earth for, is to grow, to change, to evolve, to be better. And we, we need each other. We need other humans to help us in our spiritual human experience. So when people do come in for a short amount of time, Maybe it's for a few months, maybe it's for a few years, but it's just, like I said, it's for a season. That relationship has an expiration date. It also has lessons, like I just said. So one of the things that you need to do, if it's for somebody who comes in for a moment or a season, is practice non-attachment. Make sure that you understand that people will teach us a lesson and you teach lessons too by the way this is not a a one-sided deal Uh, they are learning as well okay but i think it's really healthy to have this attitude of like i'm going to be listening for what i need to learn because that aids in your growth it's uh, and when you grow and when you transform and you raise your vibration, listen, you are part of the macrocosm of the universe. And when you rise up, when you vibe higher, everyone else does. We all benefit from it. So when I'm, when I'm preaching this, look for the lesson. It is because it is a time that you can take your your health, your happiness, all of this, and take responsibility for it. And really harness it and be like, no, no, this is my responsibility. And I'm not going to put it on anyone else. Can you imagine 
Can you imagine like having dinner with someone and just looking at them and be like, you know, I'm hella fucked up. <laughs> I got all kinds of issues and um, you can fix them. Thanks. I'll take the lobster and you can take the check. <laughs> right? So again, look for, look for the lesson. Look for the gift. Make it your responsibility to learn the lesson, get the gift, and then implement it. Okay? You guys, thank you so much for showing up, for being part of the Game of Love podcast. It's such a pleasure to be with you on this journey to find love and um, use these secrets. Again, like I said, if there's a secret that you love, like, absolutely do it. If there's a secret that you're like, uh-uh, I don't feel good about this. That is a secret that you must focus on. Like that goes, that's uh, priority number one. Okay. I am sending you lots of love. If you'd like to send me some love, you can subscribe to this podcast. Give me a nice five-star rating. And if you really want to show me some love, you can write a nice review for me and I would really appreciate it. You can follow me on Instagram at jessicasmith.love. DM me and ask any questions you have. And until next time, get out there and love each other.